Welcome everyone to House on Fire and Austin Oaks Church Parenting Podcast, where we talk about all things parenting for every phase. Our desire is to help you raise the next generation of believers to be simply about Jesus. And today I have Molly and Morgan on the podcast with us. How are you ladies doing? Good. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) They're excited to be here, just so all of you guys know. So, um, well, we're stoked to have you guys on the podcast today. And we're going to talk a little bit about mentorship. Um, You guys are senior girls, small group leaders. And so um, you've obviously followed the Lord's calling to influence and love on students, which everybody I think has some people just deny it so okay that's biblically not true so um but i some i still feel that way so anyway so tell us a little about each of you guys a little bit about yourselves and so the listeners can just kind of get to know you a little bit cool molly you wanna oh you go first i'll go first yeah um i'm molly i um am on staff here at the church i work in um, communications and connections and so um i got involved in student ministry um, two years ago, serving Lucas invited me to go on oh, road rules. I remember, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah, Lucas invited me to go on road rules, and I was like. And previous to that, he had been asking me, "Hey, you should lead a small group. You should lead a small group. Get involved in the youth ministry." I was like, "Nah, nah, I don't have time for that." <laughs> um, and I don't want to hang out with the high schoolers. And then I went on road rules, and the first night I Monday was, night. Yeah, Monday night was with this group of girls during the breakout session, and I don't even know what we were talking about, but I just felt so pressed, like, I want to I wanna hang out with high schoolers. So <laughs> I literally went to Lucas that night and said, hey, I want to lead a small group next semester. And um, so, yeah, we, from there, he was like, I think I got a great co-leader for you, Morgan Martin. So Morgan and I got paired together when our girls were juniors. And, um, yeah, since then, the last two years, we've been together, and now they're graduating in May. So yeah. super, super exciting. But I am – um, yeah, not married, um, birth zero children, but, um, <laughs> and this far, yeah. And, um, yeah, but I'm excited to be here on the podcast and talking about, um, mentoring. And, yeah. And out of all the people who have tried to hook you up with another person, mm-hmm. that is yet to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I, I, in regards to significant others. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm yeah. sure, because we've talked before where people are like, Hey, Molly, yeah. you should date my grandson. Oh, I mean, the list goes yeah. on and on and on. And mm-hmm. and for those of you listening, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. If you know them really, really well, maybe. But if you don't, you should not randomly recommend yeah. future spouses to it, people. It was very interesting. I moved here from Minnesota three years ago. And my first week on staff, <laughs> I had met this woman one time. And she was like, I have two sons. They, you would love <laughs> them. The yeah. They're 11 <laughs> years really, old. It really is. They're, they're not ready for you yet. But <laughs> if you just wait for a decade. Wait a couple more years. Yeah. No, it's that's such a Southern thing. It's so it funny. Is. how Texas but, Southern women say hello. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yes, which still is not the best way to. Oh, no. I actually hope that I have no idea who it was, and we don't want to. We don't want to mention the name, but I actually hope they're listening, and they're just like, oh, <laughs> she didn't go for the bait, or anyway, whatever. So, yeah. um, yeah. So Morgan. Yeah. Well, hey guys. Uh, my name is Morgan, um, and I've been around here for a little while. I grew yes. up in Austin. Yeah, and I actually have been going to Austin Oaks. For a little while, I started going when I was a sophomore in high school. So, 
little high school sophomore Morgan was roaming around these halls for a little bit. Yes. Yeah. So I've been around for a little bit and I um, was mentored by a few awesome women here. And so that was one of the ma- my main reasons actually for getting involved and, yeah. and mentoring and being part of youth ministry. Cause it, it's a huge part of my life. Yeah. And you've gone on every road rules. It's right? N- it's not exactly true, but I've been on okay. 10, 10 of them. So, okay. yeah. Okay. I've, I've, yeah, it's been a decade it's of a my lot. life in a van with, with <laughs> some other people. <laughs> you can, like, count up the hours, I bet. Oh, yeah. Some crazy number. I, I did count up the hours one day, and I was like, oh, I should not share these hours with people. <laughs> it, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little frightening. Well, Molly, when you were talking, I was thinking that Road Rules has a way of either really hooking you in or really not. So, mm-hmm. I think it's a oh, good yeah. test to the whole student ministry game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for those who don't know, Road Rules is our high school camp. It's a a mystery road trip. We're in vans and we travel multi-state most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's really, really fun. Yeah. It's pretty iconic. It is. And it requires so much work. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. Um, well, anyway, you, you probably know, but, yeah. um, so you shared a little bit, uh, actually, are, did you want to share anything else, Morgan? I've cut you off. I'm sorry. Um, well, big news. I'm married now. So you that's are. a big deal. Yeah. 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 Married life. So about six months in, Almost six months, so we are experts mm-hmm. um, at it. So, just so you might be <laughs> dabbling in some wisdom here yeah, on that as yeah, well. Yeah, it's a fountain of wisdom. Yeah, um, yeah, no. So. Uh, hopefully, he's a keeper. <laughs> he's, a, he's definitely a keeper. Yeah, he definitely is. I really like Jared. He's awesome. I like him too. I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you shared a little bit, Molly, about like so what areas you've been serving in youth ministry, and uh, you as well, Morgan, in youth ministry. Any other areas? Think connection sometimes maybe because like you guys are like bffs and you guys hang out all the time but any other areas in the church that you guys serve in i mean i handed out flowers for mother's day Mm -hmm. so that was that was a big one but yeah (laughs) and if people want to know what you look like they can see you on instagram they can they can but no student (coughs) ministry is my main my main focus i did children's ministry for a little while um that was a little while ago so Mm. yeah yeah well, cool. Yeah. Well, the topic of discussion that we're going to talk about primarily today is like mentoring students. And so, you know, we're obviously on a parenting podcast, but um, when it comes, we kind of want them to hear from you guys about your time. You know, you've been in youth ministries before um, as a student and then now <clears throat> serving and mentoring students. And when I say mentoring, for me, I think of like mentoring, influencing and discipleship are kind of should mm-hmm. be at least synonymous. Yeah. Like, um, we're not called to just hang out with people for the sake of hanging out with them. Um, I think uh, discipleship and mentor and even influencing people don't really happen unless there's a relational connectability of some sort that's there. If, mm-hmm. if not, it's forced. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, so let's talk about a little about mentoring other people and, and uh, so kind of uh, what does mentoring students look like for you guys specifically? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, well, I guess, um, just kind of background on, um, I feel like kind of how I even learned about mentoring is I grew up going to youth group and very like half-heartedly, like my family would go on Sundays here and there. And, um, I was attending a youth group, but, um, I really went to youth group because the youth, the host um, home, the lady, um, Julie Matthews, I remember her name. She was so sweet and I wouldn't come for like two months on end and I'd come back and she would like remember my name and be so welcoming and so kind. And so, um, it just really left this good taste in my mouth of like, oh, I really 
like feel welcome and accepted here. Mm. Um, and from there that kind of connected me with, uh, a girl at my school who was a year older than me. And she, um, was, you know, kind of similar to me, not really truly following the Lord, but believed in God and her freshman year of college. She was, um, she went to college and got saved and came back after every time after that, she came back and would tell me about Jesus and asked to get together with me and asked me about, Hey, what's the Lord doing in your life? And I dreaded getting together with her because I was like, (laughs) I don't know what God's doing in my life. Like, (laughs) yeah, I I hated it. But, um, at the same time, I think that was like the first glimpse I really saw of somebody intentionally leading me closer to Jesus. And even though I didn't really enjoy it or, you know, I, I, I guess I kind of did in a way, like I enjoyed the attention or time that she took to get to know me and listen to me and, and really like care about my future and, and who I was. But, um, I, I, yeah, I think that kind of gave me a heart for once I did come to know Jesus and truly was following him, um, gave me a heart for, oh, that we need people in our lives like that, that are like intentionally showing us and asking us those hard questions and, um, what, what it means to read your Bible and why you do that. So Mm -hmm. I think that was kind of the, um, the first glimpse really I got of mentorship and, and recognizing the importance and, and why it's so good to be surrounded by people who are maybe a step ahead of you and leading you closer yeah. to Jesus. Mm, yeah. It's yeah. yeah. awesome. I think, yeah, I, I, I kind of resonate with some of what you're saying. I was mentored by a woman named Jennifer to Jennifer Stearns and she was on staff here a while ago. And, um, it was probably the most powerful influence of the gospel to me because, mm. well, at the time I was following Jesus when I did, came to church here, uh, a high school student so high when school you guys student, synced yes. up or whatever. Yeah. So, but it took me, I was a sophomore, like I said, when I started coming and, um, I don't come from a family of believers. And so I had kind of come here with friends and, but I was so shy. It took me a whole year to get to small group. So Jennifer invited me every week for a year oh, and I word. didn't show up for a year and then finally she was almost like, Hey, you know, I don't know if you still want to do this. And I was like, okay, I'm in, I'll go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so wow. I kind of relinquished and it, it ended up being probably the most influential, you know, thing that I did. Um, cause I, you know, I was walking with Jesus, but on my own, I didn't really have many mm-hmm. other people, especially my age that, um, influenced me towards the gospel. And so, and then having an older person who had walked, ahead of me and kind of like you said, gave me attention and showed Mm -hmm. me that I mattered and leaned in and listened to the things when life got hard was so powerful to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and it affected me so much that it was one of the easiest decisions than to turn around and want to do the same thing for, you know, the next generation when I graduated. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it's kind of the showing up and, and giving your full attention to somebody. Um, yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that's a big part of it Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. There's so many things I want to like you yeah. specific. I want to talk about like extreme ownership and seek some like somebody seeking after you for a year. The world doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Like, and when they do, they want something from you. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing I love about youth ministry specifically, or even children's ministry with Eileen. Like, th- we don't like me showing up every Wednesday or you guys showing up every Wednesday night. Like, you, you don't have an agenda other than pointing them to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, right. it, yeah. and or even when a student doesn't come, like, mm-hmm. oh, just that just messaging them for a whole, Oh, anyway, that is, I just love that. Yeah. I'm about about to go nuts over here. So (laughs) I'll try to calm down a little bit, but, and, and I love, um, orange is a, 
uh, a company that does a lot of st- things for youth ministry and children ministry stuff. And they kind of call it like widen the circle, like the need for mm-hmm. parents to, to widen the circle of influence for their sons and daughters. And, yeah. and I love it too, because scripture, we see this model like crazy, like Elijah with Elisha. We see that model, this mentorship that takes place. We see that with Moses and Joshua. We see it with Jonathan and David. We see it with Jesus and his disciples. We see it with Paul and Barnabas. We see it with you know Paul and Timothy and on and on and on. We see this mentorship mm-hmm. that's taking place. Somebody else who's a little bit farther along in the journey mm-hmm. pointing into other people. And so, you know, you guys got me that crazy fired up. So, um, <laughs> sorry. Um, so why would you spend time mentoring students on a weekly basis? You both help serve mm-hmm. um, and love on the senior girls. It's small groups that we have on Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. And so why, why would you do this? Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for parents to hear because we, we're not babysitting their kids or their teen. Like it, right. So for them to really hear like your hearts on why in the world would you want to show up every week mm-hmm. to love on their daughters? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of addicted to the experience of getting to watch kids' lives transform, you know, to like oh, watch yeah. students start to trust God more and to wrestle with big things. And um, I honestly just think of it like it sounds kind of cheesy, but it, it like really is a privilege to be welcomed into somebody's life like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were kind of talking about widening the circle, right? So I think there's a really unique position as a small group leader or, as, you know, a student ministry volunteer that you're not the parent and you're not the teacher. And, um, but you're this hybrid uh, and, and a hybrid adult almost. You're like yeah. a big sister. Yeah. And, and, you get access into someone's life in a really unique way. And I think it allows you to speak truth in a way that's received in a certain way that might be different from hearing it from a parent. And obviously that doesn't mean that, you know, to parents, they shouldn't Mm -hmm. be speaking truth or something Mm -hmm. like that, obviously. But I think to hear truth from different avenues is really important, especially as an adolescent that's growing up and starting to rebel or reject certain authority. So Mm -hmm. um, I felt like that is a really unique thing. So I've just enjoyed it a lot. I like, I like being involved in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think too, like recognizing, um, that as you know, every person is limited in, in their gifts. And so, um, we all are, are gifted and wired very uniquely. Um, yeah. but at the same time, then that limiting is, you know, recognizing, Hey, I am not the most, uh, gifted in, um, like God's word or, you know, sharing that or hospitality or evangelism or whatever that is and pulling in other people into your sons and daughters lives can really just help them continue to shape them for who God's created them to be. And not just to be, have them be like a duplicate of, um, their parents, but to be truly molded into who God has created them to be by having other influences and other, um, just like surrounded by other um, factors outside of their own family dynamic. Yeah, that's good. Um, but I think more even simply than that is all believers, the Great Commission tells us to go and make disciples. Yeah. And so we're all called to that. And so in obedience of, of knowing, okay, who am I called to make disciples? Um for and some maybe for some of us that's in, in our workplace or that's in our own families um but i think um, morgan and i have both either felt called to or just chosen to um do that in a student ministry um area and so that's kind of the the way we've seen that and brandon pastor brandon shares this a lot is judges 210 yeah. um says like there arose a generation who did not know the lord yeah. and i think yeah. that passage is both scary but also encouraging to be like 
yeah, there, every generation that's rising up needs to hear God's truth and to know God's love. And so, um, and to be able to, cause they're going to be leading the next generation soon. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just an, an exciting thing to think of. We were once in their shoes and now we get to help lead them closer to Jesus so that they will then in turn love Jesus, follow him and lead others closer to Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, th- the scary thing for me about that passage specifically is, uh, cause everybody always like gets mad at the younger generation, you know, they're lazy or whatever. Right, and, yeah. and I'm like, millennials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, homie, who raised those mugs? Mm-hmm. Like they didn't raise themselves. Like, so in, in my opinion, it, well, mom and dad dropped the ball and what, in whatever facet that looks like. And so when I read that passage, I can't help but think like some parents missed it. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, there, you know, that's not the only issue, mm-hmm. but the yeah. people are rebellion and, and, you know, and ultimately students, yeah, we got to m- make our own choice to follow the Lord, but, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to hear that. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. Like we got to take our ownership of it, our role in it as parents. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so that way judges too, doesn't become another reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Later on down the road. And I think that's, what's cool about like the body of Christ is supposed to be a family. And I think in the Western world, that seems a little more foreign to us because our families are so um, within our own households, like mom, dad, and the kids, that's family. Um, But in in a lot of other societies, they invite grandma and grandpa to live with them or, you know, aunt and uncle or the neighbors or what. So, you know, people are just living together and doing life together more intimately. And I think we um, don't totally have a super strong concept of what that looks like, but I think that's what's cool we get to experience in the church is because both of my parents are not super strong believers um but i the lord is still gracious and used other people within Mm -hmm. the church to lead me to him and so um i think in for those of you listening to this, if you know, you might be super solid believers and, and have a heart for your children to know Jesus. But I think then even still, there's, there's so much benefit to inviting other people into, mm-hmm. in a sense, parenting yeah. your children. Yeah. yeah. I listened to Tony Dungy's book, um, a few years ago. I mean, he's NFL quarter, uh, not quarterback, NFL coach, very successful, um, and he talks about how, like he was telling his son, you know, like, and you would think as somebody who is, is coaching a professional football team that his son would look at him, but like, yeah, dad maybe knows a few things, but he, he would tell his son like, Hey, you know, you need to like stop eating a granola bar on the way out the door. Like you need like a breakfast breakfast, like, mm-hmm. you know, and like, you know, like years down the road, you know, his son's in high school and he comes home. He's like, dad, you know, I just learned this really cool thing. And man, this, this buddy of mine or, or you know, older adults like, man, I got to eat healthy. And so he's like, man, I, you know, I'm going to start, you know, eating eggs and mm-hmm. whatever and toast in the morning. And, you know, and Tony's like, that's what I've been telling you, yeah, homie, yeah. for the last like nine years. <laughs> oh, and that's just you like know? so classic, right? Like, I mean, I think I've done that and I still do that with my parents. Yeah. And I think it's cool because we probably hear our students, like our girls doing that, you know, like, oh my gosh, my mom said this, or my mom really wants me to do this or whatever it is. But, um, I think it's, we have like the unique ability to be able to maybe reinforce some of those things, but in a way that is heard differently and not that we're, we're saying it differently or not that we're right actually, you know, and, and saying something different. Yeah. It's just, um, I think sometimes having things reinforced by Mm -hmm. people outside of your own immediate family, yeah. is re- received really well. Yeah, it's kind of like when you are used to reading scripture in a certain context or um, 
translation Mm -hmm. and you've heard it over and over again. Mm -hmm. And so it's so familiar to you that you literally can't grasp any truth Mm -hmm. from it. It Mm -hmm. just feels kind of like it washes over you. And then you hear it in a new context or new translation and you were like, whoa, this is amazing. (laughs) We're just been my whole life. Yeah, and it's been there the whole time. And so I think it's kind of similar with a small group leader or someone like that. It's, it's, you can hear things in a different way. Absolutely. And I, I mean, to some extent, like, Mom and dads have to say, I love you. And I think you're the greatest person in the world. And I hope they say, I hope parents, you guys say that to your kids, mm-hmm. but like you as a small group leader or somebody who's influenced that, you don't have to say that. Mm-hmm. So when a student hears you say, Hey, I think you're awesome. I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. I see this in you. Mm-hmm. It comes across differently because mm-hmm. you don't have to say it. Yeah. And so I think it's just a big deal. And I think for guys specifically, uh, like we want to know, like, do we have what it takes mm-hmm. and to have other people and in, in my life when I was in high school to say, Hey, Lucas, I see this in you. Like, you know, like that, that is very affirming. Um, and I, I think, you know, it's very true for women as well for other mm-hmm. people to say, you're beautiful. You're made in the eyes. Like these things are, are extremely impactful and significant to hear from other people not to exclude what the parents say, but in addition to mm-hmm. what parents say. So, yeah. Um, so what does it look like to mentor teenagers? So some people don't serve in student ministry mm-hmm. and they, you know, but kind of like, what, what does it look like? Um, yeah. And we know it doesn't always happen on Wednesday night from six thirty eight thirty, like it, yeah. you know, so let's talk a little bit about that. That's a good question. I feel like uh, serving in student ministry is really just inviting students to come alongside you in life. So yeah. um, one of the, some of the best advice I've gotten as a small group leader on that side of things was to invite students to just do the normal things I normally do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. go to Target and invite someone to come along. And, or I've been in the habit during, you know, this season, I have, uh, I've Ashlyn come along and she hangs out in my house on Friday and does her schoolwork and, you know, while yeah. I'm work, working at the other end of the table, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I think a lot of it's just inviting you know, the students to come kind of see what you're doing and, and how you live your life. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously we've also got Wednesday nights and that's when we're kind of getting into the word and we're praying together in a more formal sense. But I think Molly and I've talked about this before. It kind of feels like the most rich experiences usually happen actually outside of that Wednesday night. Time. Oh yeah, I agree. I mean, on like when you're driving kids home and they're, you know, talking to you about something going on and then you can pray for them at the end or, yeah. um, I feel like it's kind of in those unique instances that sometimes mm-hmm. there's, you know, greater life experience or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, that was great. I, I think just, yeah, reiterating what Morgan said is just like inviting people into, um, the life that you are already living. Paul says to, you know, follow me as I follow Christ. And, um, Morgan and I don't think that we have it all together, but we are followers of Jesus imperfectly following him. And so, um, I think just kind of, inviting people into what you're learning about or how you live your life. So then when things do come up and somebody does cut you off when you're driving, they can even watch and learn how you react in in small little situations like that. Um, And I think some of those little things that we take for granted have been impactful in my life Mm -hmm. with people who have led me just in those simple little scenarios. Yeah. And I think um, even just within our own group, um, inviting them to like help celebrate other people Mm -hmm. has been really fun. Like I I think even recently one of our girls had a big thesis project where she um, at her school, like had been, you know, talking about it a lot and how much work it was and how she had this big presentation for it. Mm -hmm. And a couple of us got to go and support her and just show up after school. And, and I think, 
they I think that's fun for all of us, but also just cool for to, for them to see, hey, we're a family. We are here to like support um, each and every person in this group. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, things like that are really meaningful. Anytime you can like serve mm-hmm. um, one another or serve um, your community mm-hmm. has been big um, or just things, yeah, that are different. I think for, mm-hmm. I remember one of, when I was pretty new, we did a night where we just went off campus. We went to my apartment and we bought everybody Starbucks and we're like, okay, <laughs> let us know if you're coming. Cause if you are, we're going to buy you Starbucks. And so that was like, you know, created this buy-in and everyone's like, yeah, yeah. I want to be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, we That's just tried to make idea. it special. <laughs> and we just had a time where we, they got to share their testimonies mm-hmm. and yeah. um, you know, we just kind of, preface with saying like you can share how much or how little you want um and also like we don't want you to we don't want to assume that anybody here just because your parents are or because you grew up in the church that you're a believer Mm -hmm. and so if you have not accepted jesus like that doesn't have to you don't have to fit that into your story right now um so i think just little things like that have been really um just like bonding for our group too too, as far as like growing together yeah i feel like i don't know this is kind of taking a different direction but i feel like one of the coolest things that I've partnered with Molly in in the last few years is kind of challenging our specific group a little bit with some of the, you know, I grew up, I've grown up in church my whole life. Like I know all the answers. Um, And obviously we're not challenging them so that they think differently, but we're challenging them so that they can kind of have a sturdy foundation or at least a safe place to express any like hidden doubt that's there. And so it's not just apathetic answers, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I really enjoyed that because that's kind of been somewhat of the culture. I feel like of the girls that we've Mm -hmm. mentored, um, but I don't know. So yeah, something about what you said, I was reminded of that. And I think that's an, that's just another cool thing is getting to be another sounding board for, Hey, like, yes, I know, you know, the answers, Mm -hmm. but yeah, like, let's talk about like, do you actually believe this though? Like, Mm -hmm. what does that actually mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and oftentimes students process out loud. Mm-hmm. And so um, I don't I don't think doubting in and of itself is a dangerous thing. Now, doubting in isolation would be very dangerous. Mm-hmm. But having a place for students to express and talk about and articulate their doubts, like in a small group or other people that are mentoring, loving them, like that's when um, uh, when their faith, I believe, comes more alive. Like mm-hmm. they're if they're asking those questions or dialoguing about those things, that means they're not just, you know, reading and taking things for granted, so to speak. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, being able to have people like you in their lives to help th- a sounding board um, would, is extremely critical, I think, for them. So what's the goal or reason for mentoring others in your guys' particular season and time with students? Like, what would you say the goal of mentoring? Because people, I mean, uh, man, there's been a lot of people out there that, um, well, I, I'm just going to hang out with somebody and we're just going to talk about Jesus, maybe maybe reference God, but not actually study the word. And to them, that's significant enough to call discipleship. And and, there, and there's definitely times for that. Like I'm not negating that, but um, so what's the goal or the reason for mentoring others? That's a really good question. I don't know. It kind of makes me think. So this is my second go around with some girls that I've mentored. So And, and for those who don't know, that means you went with a, a group of girls from sixth grade all the way through yes, already yeah, before. And now yeah. you're about to wrap up the second time. Well, the second time I started at ninth grade, ninth so grade. all the way back. But okay. um, yeah. And, you know, I was only six years older than the group that I mentored the first time around. And, you know, I was a freshman in college <laughs> when I started. Um, but I think when you're talking about the goal, I think I made it a lot more about me mm-hmm. the first time around. Um, and I, I think I also was focusing a lot more on behavior, you know, behavior change. Yeah. Um, 
And, and so I saw, you know, a lot of success and, and, and when things went well, like when behaviors would change or when it looked like they were being obedient or they were trusting God, which I think that's, I mean, that's definitely things to celebrate, but I think in this second go around of mentoring, I think that it's really just about helping students, you know, we kind of say it's a lot at church, but taking their next steps in obedience to follow God. And uh, I think that looks really different for a lot of students. Um, But I mean, it's, it's teaching them to like live out the great commission. Hmm. Right. But everyone is in such a different place that I think one thing that's been really helpful for me in setting goals for that is knowing that one, like God is sovereign and he's in control. So I don't have to worry if, about, you know, if a student doesn't seem like they are coming to small group right now, or if they're in a stage where they're of rebellion or something like that, like I can also trust that one, it's not about me, but yeah. God's the one that's in control. And, um, if, as long as I'm obedient, I'm showing up and I'm pointing them towards the truth, then I can, I don't know. I kind of think of it like it's, it's the long game. Like yeah. I'm not going for just, yeah. Oh, you're coming to small group. Great. Like mm-hmm. check it off my list. But Hey, this is the long game. I like, I want you to, to, be in love with Jesus the rest of your life, you know? And, and for some students, unfortunately, like they're not going to get there until a little bit Mm -hmm. later, you know, like it's going to take a longer road for them to come around. And I don't know. I I don't know if that's exactly what you're asking, but it just kind of made me think like, yeah, I've definitely made it more about myself before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not, yeah. Yeah. I often think for me at least, and I've said this some, I need to say this more, but I've, I've told people who have, convinced that the Lord is calling to, to serve a news ministry that they need to stick around long enough for the wedding invitation, mm-hmm. you know, just, you know, after the college phase of life or mm-hmm. military or whatever. And then when they get married and then you get that wedding invitation, I'm like, that's when, you know, uh, you significantly impacted somebody. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then when they have a kid and, uh, you get to walk into the hospital room and, you're looking at this grown woman who you remember as this just crazy, you know, student and now married and kids. And, uh, so that's what I often think is mm-hmm. the goal is stick around long enough to mm-hmm. win. And there's a lot of, of assumptions I'm making in that statement, mm-hmm. but just, no, it's, good. it's yeah. just easier for me to say that than it yeah. is yeah. Teach him about Jesus and yeah. all the relationship advice and memorize all yeah. these passages. <laughs> and it just, this is yeah. a little easier for me, but you're saying in short, be committed. Yeah. Yes. Stick with yeah. It. Stick with it. And yeah. I feel like Morgan too is you're saying like be present, show mm-hmm. up. Like, um, yeah, I feel like those are the things because I think it's hard when you walk in with a goal or an expectation, honestly, because every student is unique yeah. and and um, every family is too. And so we really have no clue what the Lord is doing in their hearts. And even yeah. sometimes it can seem one way, it can seem like, right. oh, this person is distant. They're not really engaged. They don't really want to be here, or really care about mm-hmm. us or what we're talking about. Yeah. And then two weeks later, they ask a question referencing back to what we talked about two weeks ago. And you're like, oh, you are here. You're, yeah. you're, you're wanting to learn and wanting to, you're, you know, you're not just here because your mom and dad told you you had to be. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's, it's just cool because a lot of our girls continue to surprise us. And so I think that just shows like me, this is really about truly like being, yeah, being committed, showing up and offering what we can, like each, each week might look a little different, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, There's been weeks where everyone's kind of crabby and (laughs) really, really frustrated and just not, 
with it. And, you know, I think one week we've just even like, let's, let's take a walk around the building. And we just walked around the, yeah. the campus and awesome. talked. Yeah, yeah. And prayed for each other. And so I think just being able to let go of your plan a little bit and recognize this is not just Bible study. Um, that's, that's definitely a part of discipleship is yeah. studying God's word together. Um, but we're, we're also here just to I don't know, fine tune our hearts kind of thing to, yeah. to check in with each other and to support each other and um, be with each other in that. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah. What blessings have you guys personally seen from just mentoring students? And so this is kind of, I guess, looking inwardly a little bit. And mm -hmm. um, so what, what, you know, or what things have excited you about or what things have, have you seen God do that just motivate you guys um, to, continue to pour into your girls, even though sometimes, uh, it's like, well, maybe I don't need to come this week or, you know, mm -hmm. just, so what, what blessings have you guys seen from mentoring students? There was that night that we did testimonies mm -hmm. and, um, this was the Starbucks this night, was right? The Starbucks <laughs> testimony yeah. night at Molly's place. And, um, there was a moment when, after someone had shared their testimony and this, oh, was, I remember this, this story. was someone yeah. that, um, um, probably would not be the first person to want to jump in and share their life story mm -hmm. um, and was probably prodded a little bit to share in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, and I just remember the room feeling really silent and almost mm -hmm. reverent as she was speaking. And she was pretty vulnerable with the group about the things, the hard things in her life. Um, and it was so cool watching the rest of the girls give mm -hmm. her their full attention and really honor her with her story. And then afterwards, it was so cool because, you know, Molly and I were just were just sitting there and another girl kind of encouraged her and said, wow, like I had no idea any of that, you know, that you went through any of that. And I'm so glad you shared it. Yeah. And I felt, man, how cool to watch that. I was like, I can step back. Like I'm not, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not needed here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah. I'm not doing anything. So I think watching them take ownership and also just see their lives change, um, you know, and soften and encourage one another. And, you know, yeah. that, that was really meaningful to mm -hmm. me and it, I feel like it blessed me. Yeah. In the moment. Yeah. I don't even know how to put like it into words. And honestly, every time I think about it, I just get like a little emotional. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't even know how to, to describe like the blessings that come from being a, a youth leader, but it's just been really, really sweet. I think anytime you get to be a part of somebody's life and watch their life be life trans be transformed by Jesus, that in itself is yeah. amazing. And so, yeah. um, I think we've seen glimpses of that along the way and just little stories and just, yeah, watching them be inclusive or ask really like truly like openly doubt and openly mm -hmm. wrestle with hard questions and hard right. things in their lives. Um, and I think, man, I love these kids. Like it is not, I don't really truly feel like it's a challenge for me now yeah. to show up on Wednesday nights. Maybe early on that was true, but like I, I look forward to Wednesday nights and spending time with them. And I just think like, I am just like feel emotional. Yeah. Thinking about someday, you know, them leading other people to the Lord or, you know, like thinking about their weddings or just any of those things, thinking about them graduating high school now. It's just like, I've only been with them for two years. I'm like, my baby. Um, <laughs> but I just think like, man, if I can have this much love for these high schoolers, imagine how much more their parents love them and like, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. fear for them or care for oh, them man. or all these things. But then I think amplified 
to infinity upon, you know, to, yeah. that is like, how much more does God care about them than their own parents? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I think that's been cool just to kind of get that like taste of being like the Lord cares for us so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. They're, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to be bummed this year because mm-hmm. my, oh, my guys are seeing, I've been with them since 12th, yeah. uh, seventh grade. Yeah. I remember when they were little punk, little just, I'm going <laughs> to. And they're still little punks, but just like a little bigger. With some yeah. And the voices are and, deeper. Yeah, and yeah. well, Alexander's voice has always been. Deep, so <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Well, I love shout out. Yeah. yeah. The senior boys are awesome um, too. There's yeah. seriously some great guys mm-hmm. in that group. It's been fun for like, um, mm-hmm. the girls like, are I, I, I think maybe the girls care a little bit more, but they're like, can we hang maybe out with the guys? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we try to do some stuff together with our groups, but it's, it's We've fun. Cause they have Yeah. yeah. Dude, the, the progressive team. dinner was legit. Yeah, that yeah. was, all Molly. Oh, that that was, was awesome. Yeah. We did a, yeah, we did a dinner. And if you don't know what a progressive dinner is, we just basically went from like one house for appetizers and a different house for the main course and then a different house uh, or we went to BJ's for, yeah. for dessert. No, not Pastor BJ. No, Pastor. We love oh, yeah. Pastor yeah. BJ, yeah. but we went to yeah. BJ's restaurant. Yeah, Bazooki? Bazooki. Bazooki. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, why, so some parents um, would probably say, hey, I'm, well, which I would agree, like according to Deuteronomy 6, like parents are the number one influence mm-hmm. in their kids and teenagers life. And even the research would say that as well. Mm-hmm. So biblically, and even just research, you know, that, that is without a doubt, uh, the reality. Um, there are some who would maybe say, well, like, why should I send my son or daughter to be involved in, to be mentored by others? So let's try about the, that a little bit. Like why parents should be intentional about allowing others to mentor or influence their kids and kind of from your guys' perspective and even your time with your girls. Mm. That's good. Yeah. I, um, I think kind of noted it on this a little bit, but I just think like there's so much to offer outside of, of your own family too. And so, um, I'm trying to think of like the most humble way to say this. So I'll use Morgan as an example. Um, You know, like Morgan is somebody who is um, a teacher. She's really talented. She's very thoughtful and asks like very insightful and pointed questions. Um, And so I think just those couple of specific things that come to mind is maybe something that, hey, my wife and I or my husband and I or whoever, um, that's not something that we're always the best at. And thinking of how Morgan, or maybe maybe you do ask your kids a lot of questions, but if you, your kids are like me when I was growing up, I was like, (laughs) fine, good. No, yes. they're, they're, they're still that way. Yeah. That's what yes. I hear from all parents. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I was like that. My mom would be like, who, whose party did you go to? Annie's. Well, who else was there? Nobody. You don't know them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you technically are answering the question. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I would respond, but just trying to keep it very brief. Yeah. 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 Um, but I think, you know, that's just probably part of being a teenager and growing up. But I think that doesn't mean that students don't want to process through life and have somebody to be a sounding board. Um, Just sometimes that's not always, unfortunately, mom and dad. And so I don't think that's, I think keep asking those questions and being a present force for them. But sometimes it's just helpful Mm -hmm. when you have other people that are also asking those questions and caring for them and have other people who are, um, you know, 
I, I think I've even had people in my life kind of rebuke me for how I treat my parents. Mm. And I think in an, in a hard but loving way, that was probably good for me to hear to be like, hey, you need to respect your mom, you yeah. know? Mm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like it's some of what maybe I've already said a little bit, but yeah, yeah I think it's, it kind of goes to back to that unique relationship, like the hybrid adult. I feel like that we kind of get this unique position in a student's life. And again, yeah, n- no discredit, obviously, to you guys as parents, but um, I think having, yeah, just like another another parent-like figure, mm-hmm. but um, can be really transformative. I mean, I think, and I just go back to personal experience because it was for me. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's an opportunity for the church to be the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like way, we see way too many eyes, me's in scripture and very few us's and we's. And there's way more us's and we's in scripture than there is eyes yeah. by far. And so I think giving an opportunity for the church, um, like, so uh, we go to the first service right now because we serve middle school students at 11. So at nine, my kids love Pat and Jerry, which they were on the podcast a few weeks ago. And they're just like, awesome. Yeah. I, they're just grandparents that everybody needs. And, and so Paisley was sitting next to them and she wrote out like, I don't know if they asked her this question, but so she pulled out this booklet and Paisley writes in it, like, like 20 things that I, that she wants to do with Pat and Jerry. <laughs> so I got an email yesterday from Pat and Jerry and they said, Hey, I wrote out these things that Paisley wrote down in my notebook. And she's like, I don't really know what these other things that she, but it was like, I want to play with you. I want to bake with you. I want to go to a play, like all these things. So and cool. so just, so, and, and I had no idea that this took place like during church and, mm-hmm. you know, we're trying to pay attention and wrangle two kids, mm-hmm. you know, I guess my wife's being kicked by Thatcher. So it doesn't get three kids right now, but, <laughs> but just that, like, that doesn't happen if you don't show up, mm-hmm. like things like that don't happen if you don't show up and allow other people to influence mentor, disciple, whatever you want to call it, yeah. students and your kids. And so, uh, I can't help but emphasize enough. Just being around is, is yeah a big part of it. Yeah. And I guess that also makes me think it's not a separate thing. Mm-hmm. It's not like student ministry is a completely separate entity to the family. Nope, not at all. Um, because when I think about like probably my most effective ministry has been when I'm really connected with parents and yeah. I feel like I'm a kind of a second addition to their family in some ways. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, I feel like we are partnering with you guys, you know, we, yeah. we are on your team mm-hmm. and it feels so good, especially when we have parents chat with us and tell us maybe some of the insight to what's going on inside yeah. the family from yeah. their oh, perspective. Oh, yeah. And, uh, get the tea from Yeah, the get the yes. tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <gosh>. Exactly, Molly. <laughs> yeah. See, we know how to talk cool. We've learned a lot. Of we it. are so cool. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, I feel like the odd man out. Tea from parents. Is that what you said? It's like uh, Gen Z lingo for like oh, gossip. Got, oh, yeah, Molly and okay. I learned some Gen Z lingo when we went on the Colorado trip. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I just can't keep up. It's yeah, just, yeah, we can't either. Now, when you said Target, I, I was gonna say that's pretty bougie earlier, which is a Gen Z term, right? Come on, that's a. I mean, I what? I don't think so. Okay, I'm maybe gonna, the, maybe they. I don't know. I feel like I'm Googling this mug right it. now. I mean, Lucas, I feel like by the time we think something's a Gen Z term, I'm sure already it's phased out. 
<laughs> by the time I've caught wind of something, I'm sure it's already Which not a thing. people, I'll just say, people love to give Gen Z such a hard time about having all this like weird slang. But I'm like, every generation right. does it. Like yeah. we did it when we were in middle school and high school. Yes. I remember like there was this commercial making fun of like older people. Um, it was like AT&T or something. And they had this grandma that said, grandma, who are you texting? And she's like, I'm texting Annie, my BFF Rose. Cause that's like when like texting yes. like shortages, like my we're BFF like, you know, like Jill. the acronyms yeah. were like new. So like OMG, LOL. Yeah. That's that when you stuff. really needed those. Cause yeah. man, that, oh yeah, yeah, T9. That, that was like, oh, yeah, T9. That's yeah, that was really hard. Okay, so Bougie is on, according to this family education website, okay. that's what, oh, yeah, Bougie yeah. is a term that you can use to describe someone who is fancy and likes mm. extravagant things. Oh, wow. So I didn't See? know what Bougie meant, but I we, I think we were just hesitant if it was a Gen Z term. According to this Google okay. article, okay. it is. You heard it here first, folks. a donut shop. <gasps> Bougie's, yeah. yeah. I've never it's, been there. It's yeah. good. Okay, all right. It's good. Sorry, I got us off topic. <laughs> uh, so what encouragement or advice would you give to parents? So you guys have a different perspective. Like you're mm -hmm. not parents yet, which is, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I, I think we can still give advice. Mm -hmm. Like we, God's wired us, gifted us. We've studied scripture. We, mm -hmm. you know, we're involved in the church. So like what advice can you give parents from your perspective mm -hmm. on about mentorship or what, like why just being involved in community matters so much? Like, like, so kind of speaking into the parents a little bit and just mm -hmm. let them know from your side of things, why it's, why when they drop their son or daughter off or when they drive here, mm -hmm. like why it matters, like what takes place in a circle at a table, why that matters so much. Mm. Um, cause I mean, especially, you know, in youth ministry, we see a huge drop off in juniors. Like when they need community the most, a lot of them stop coming mm -hmm. and when they get keys and there's a lot mm -hmm. of reasons behind that, that just drive me absolutely insane. And I get it, but because right. everything, there's a lot of thing tugging at students' hearts. Yeah. And the one thing I feel like that we have to offer that's way better than all of those things is, is the gospel that we proclaim and the fact that we show up in the lives. We don't want anything from students except to push them to Christ. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes that's the first thing to go in the lives of students. And I think sometimes parents allow that to happen and th there's a tension there. I get that. But mm -hmm. so what, what encouragement or advice would you give to parents? Yeah, I think, um, it, you know, nothing, we love our student ministry, but I think, um, if you were like, it doesn't necessarily have to look in this format. And yes, so, without a doubt. um, uh, I think if you are inviting people into your life and you yourself are discipling people, that is like setting a model for other people to do the same and for your children as well. Um, and I think, you know, maybe it's not, maybe for you, you're not able to come Wednesday nights, but um, I think having a mentor and having other peers for your students to be around that are also seeking after Jesus is so crucial um and you know maybe they're they're able to get that in some other format um but i think that's like the benefit that student ministry offers is not only the mentorship component but also just that they're able to learn and grow alongside others because i think our girls really value and and truly do like spending time with morgan and i and um i think i feel like i can honestly say that like i think, <laughs> I think they do we, we yeah. learned the, the cool point we've yeah. heard the rumors yeah, yeah. um 
but they also like you know our girls are seniors and they, they love to just like go after a small group to go to Kirby Lane together and they all go to different high schools for the most part there's like a couple at the same school but um after Wednesday nights just to go hang out together and I think yeah. I love that too you know like every once in a while Morgan and I will go but I think I love having the time where I'm like okay no this is good for them just to be around other people their age yeah. too that are um you know also processing through these things and mm-hmm. um you know kind of on the on the same path as them or or, or go, working towards that at least so mm-hmm. um but as far as like mentorship, I think just really inviting people into your life. So that can probably look a lot of different ways. You know, maybe that's your babysitter. Like if you have younger kids and you have a babysitter, maybe that's even just like spending time with him or her after Mm -hmm. they're done babysitting um, and you really pouring into them and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, not just having them as a babysitter, but having them as somebody that you're pouring into as well. Um, Because I think kind of just reiterating reiterating what we have is it's so important to have spiritual moms and dads and brothers and sisters and sons and daughters um, outside of our own families, just in all walks of our lives, no matter what city we live in or what job we work at. um, Just we're we're meant to do life together and, Mm -hmm. and with people who think differently than us and people who look differently than us and act differently than us. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Gosh, I feel like I have a lot of things swirling in my head, but um, let them swirl. Yeah, let them swirl. <laughs> one of the, one of the things I was thinking um, is you know, and this is kind of I'm kind of wearing my teacher hat at the same time I'm wearing my small group leader hat. Is if I could encourage parents with one thing is that I think like your kids don't always act the same way they do with you at home that they do with us. Oh and, yeah. Um, I think that, you know, with the amount of parents I talk to at school and things like that, it can be really discouraging sometimes to feel like, hey, my, you know, my child's not respecting me or like yeah. they don't seem motivated or, you know, they, they kind of like they won't talk to me. They mm-hmm. give me these one word answers or whatever. But um, I think just to be encouraged that that doesn't necessarily mean that that's their attitude on life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, because a lot of times we get to see a very different picture of students. Mm-hmm. Um and hopefully we can share that with you. But just to be encouraged that there's there's probably more going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, to not get too discouraged or mm-hmm. bogged yeah. down by that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and something I think of is I think it's going to require parents to be intentional about sitting down and having a conversation with other people and say, look, like I recognize that you are a great influence in my son or daughter's mm-hmm. life, and I need you to do that. Like, I need you to do that. Yeah, I actually would say, um, just want to add to that, is I think it's really helpful if parents initiate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're, I think right now for Morgan and I, it's a little natural because we are leaders of a small group. But if you're in relationship with people yourself that are the next generation, it it's a lot easier than for you to have that kind of relationship to ask them, Hey, would you, you know, consider just hang what, and you know, maybe you can start somewhere, start small and say like, Hey, can you just hang out with my son once, you know, every other week Mm -hmm. or whatever it is like, you know, go get ice cream or just something simple and Mm -hmm. like, let them build that relationship. And then from time, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of asking for, I would love for somebody to intentionally disciple my son or daughter. Would you be something willing to do that? Mm -hmm. And I think oftentimes we treat it like, like the police. And what I mean by that is you have to follow my train of thought Mm -hmm. here. Uh, If you like the police or you don't, 
who are you going to call when I actually just think of Ghostbusters now, but <laughs> who are you going to call when like you're in desperate need or trouble? You're going to call the police, but you're not going to call them until like there's a desperate need or trouble that's mm-hmm. taking place. So hopefully at least you're not calling the police very often, but that's who you're going to call when things get, go really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes uh, when it comes to like my son or daughter is really, really, you know, depressed or suicidal or cutting or eating, like you name what, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. That's when I think it's easiest for parents to make a phone call and say, my son or daughter needs help. But, and then, then maybe they won't call or get anybody's help until the next issue that mm-hmm. come arises. So, so instead of being, huh. yeah. you know, just calling when the need arises, so to speak, why not be intentional and say, mm-hmm to whoever, like, Hey, I need you to be in my son or daughter's lives all the time and influence them so that when the issues do arise, you've already earned the right to speak truth in their lives. Mm-hmm. Cause the issue I found oftentimes for me is parents was like, Hey, can you please hang out my son or daughter? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they just need someone to talk to or whatever. And, and yeah. I'm, and I'm like, heck yeah, I'll do that like 80 hours a week for the next mm-hmm. 50 years. I've got no issue with that. But the issue is there's not like, it's a forced relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's hard, yeah. you know? So like, yes. I'm, so the parent wants me to help like influence this issue that's taking place. But I'm like, but they don't necessarily know that it may, it could take weeks or months mm-hmm. or even longer. depends on how, how often we hang out. Like, to, to build that relationship for any fruit to come from that. Mm-hmm. And so if we're, if I feel like if parents aren't intentional about saying, Hey, here's the people that need to be speaking to my son and daughter's life, yeah. that's going to help alleviate a lot of tension or pressure when yeah. issues do arise. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, John Mark Comer, one of my favorite pastors, he has said that about counseling. And so him and his wife, right after they got married, immediately started attending um, a marriage counselor, like seeing a marriage counselor. And everyone was like, are you guys, doing okay you know it's only your first year and um that was his philosophy is like why wait until there's a problem when we can be proactive on this and i always loved that like yeah that's really cool to be like we're not gonna wait until something's broken to to try to fix it yeah Yeah. it's almost like ministry like student ministry takes humility like a lot of things do counseling takes humility but if we think of it like oh it's only applicable when there's a problem Mm -hmm. then i think we've missed out big time on mm-hmm. what it's for yeah. you know we learn so much from others just by watching them even if we're not in a crisis mm-hmm. yeah. you know like i think about i had one of my small group leaders when i was here as a student as a high schooler anna marshall i now she's one of my co-workers i work with her now which <laughs> is the coolest thing awesome. and i was invited into her home a lot studied the word with her a lot and I got to see how she was as a married person. I got to see how she, you know, argued with her husband in some sense, you know, or how she, um, how she, you know, interacted. And there are things that I learned just by watching and observing that I, you know, I, I think of an, I, it's affected how I behave now mm-hmm. differently, even yeah. just from watching. So I totally get that. I think you don't have to wait till there's a crisis. Like yeah. we can learn so much just by having a mentor in our life. And yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I've got a, a last few couple of thoughts, but yeah. any anything else you guys would like to share about mentorship, loving on your girls, mm-hmm. um, anything like that with parents? We love them. They're pretty cool. <laughs> they are pretty awesome. Um, so there's two thoughts I thought just to encourage parents. Because um, I... Divorce happens a lot when parents graduate. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, when students graduate. Like when the youngest graduates, yep. I, that's kind of a, a a go-to time for divorce to take place. And I think it happens 
similar because the relationship was about the student uh, or the child, and now that child's no longer around, and they never ha- they never fostered and built this relationship. And now, when the child or son or daughter's gone, uh, they realize they're more roommates than they were a married couple. And so, why why try kind of thing? So um, so, I, but I also often think that like when. Uh, for parents specifically, they're like, well, my son or daughter doesn't want me around or whatever. And that may be true, but they're going to have to just get over it because they're family. But but I want to really encourage you parents who are listening to like, uh, you could mentor other students as well. Actually, like I love it when there's a younger college age, you know, person and an adult in a small group, because usually the younger small group leader has more time, energy and effort to spend time, but the wisdom and, uh, and the fact that like the older person in the group is probably not going to move away, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so Lucas likes that one. I, yes. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 yeah. Well, some people should never move away from our church. I'm, I'm moving. Oh, she's moving. I know. Anyway, I didn't want to. Didn't want to tell the world. Anyway, um, but so I want to encourage parents. Like th- you guys can get involved as well. Like for you to mentor, you to love on, you to, and maybe you don't want to lead a small group, but you can hang out with a student. I mean, once a week for the next 15 years, like what would that look like? And so just to encourage parents not to just like, well, that's for the younger folks. Oh no, biblically, that is not true. Like Mm. for us as a church, if we're going to raise the next, you know, be a part of influencing and raising the next generation of believers, then it's going to take everybody. And that means everybody, Yeah. no matter how young or old you are, we're going to have to get after it. So I want to encourage you parents um, to jump in the fight as well. I would even say like that could be a cool part of, you know, if you are, becoming empty nesters or you already are empty nesters Mm -hmm. that could be a cool new ministry for you and your spouse too because um i moved here and i had asked pastor brandon hey can you set me up with a host home just for a couple months while i figure out you know who to live with and what austin is and where to go and all that and so he hooked me up with this um couple the mar family and they were um they have three older kids who are out of the house and so um they really took me under their wing and i feel like were like mom and dad to me here in Austin. And so I think it's really sweet and unique for other people to invite them into your marriage, even if you don't have kids at home, to invite them into your home still nonetheless and be able to um, just be around you. So um, I think that'd be super, I've seen other couples do that, lead small groups together or um, be a part of the same youth ministry together and and lead separately, but within the same ministry. And so I think that's even, yeah, a cool invitation and a really, really unique opportunity for you if you're looking for ways to get involved. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Morgan and Walla, thank you guys for being on and uh, thanks for also pouring into the, your girls. It's been, uh, I'll be bummed to see them, Mm -hmm. see them go. Lord willing, we'll be around when they get married and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So um, it is. Uh, Thanks for joining us today on the House on Fire podcast. Please share this so others can be blessed by the conversation we had today. And we will see you all next time.